0: episode of that Disney Parks podcast. I am Nick. And on this episode, I am joined by Mr. D.
1: Good evening. Ho, ho, ho. Happy oh. holidays. Happy Hanukkah. Happy Christmas, whatever. Bonza.
0: Happy Abraham. Hanukkah. Uh, yeah, you said Hanukkah. That's fine. Yeah. Uh, also joined by Craig. I'm stuck on a train. Always <laughs> oh, stuck on a train. And we are joined by P-dubs.
2: Happy World Showcase! <laughs> happy World Showcase. They pre- they pretty much have every version of Christmas or holidays or whatever. So yeah, yeah. Yep.
0: It's one of the it's, it's one of the highlights, I guess. Uh, having that kind of on your doorstep, you know, gives you a good excuse to get all those crazy kind of it's it's European Christmas that gets me. Like, Europeans are mad, aren't they? Like, when you look at the different types of Christmas that are out there, you know, you look at Krampus and you look at what they do in Italy, I'm not even going to get onto Black Pete. you know hmm. But, you know, they're, they're all a bit mad. You know, yeah, ours is just Coca-Cola uh, merchandise. Hmm. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So this yeah is I, same... to, I listened to Bill Bryson's Secret History of Christmas this week, actually oh there's definitely some it's, it's good it's about three and a half hours long but it's it's quite good and it's short sure, but there's some <laughs> interested yeah there's some interesting things in it it's, really interesting
0: sounds like one of our recent podcasts um i mean not not the interesting bit the fact that it's three and a half hours this is a kind of uh christmas bonus we weren't really sure if we was going to record something towards christmas but we a few of us are free, so we thought, why not? Let's let's get some extra content out for our lovely listeners. So uh, consider this your Christmas bonus. Uh, it probably would come out before Christmas, but you know. Um, so yeah, not not really much on the agenda, but I see what is on the agenda, and that is finding out what everybody's drinking. Let's do that. So, Craig, what do Yorkshire you
3: Yorkshire tea ladies drink? Yes, it is. I am a lady. Yeah, yeah, can confirm. Uh, Mr. Dave, how? Whoa, that
1: got dark quick. Talking about getting dark, I've got a miniature of Black Cow Christmas Spirit. Ooh, it's basically basically a flavored vodka from Dorset. It's like a cinnamony, spicy flavored vodka.
0: What are you having that with?
1: I'm having it with Diet Coke. Caffeine-free Diet Coke.
0: Interesting.
1: So it's basically br- brown
0: water. I saw a video on the internet the other day, something that I am going to try and test out over Christmas, um, was somebody mixed uh, a bottle of Corona, took a little like, swig out of the bottle, and then poured in about a shot of Amaretto.
3: <laughs>
0: and it's apparently tasted just like dr pepper i mean i mean obviously you know amaretto by its nature does have that kind of similar taste dr pepper but not quite right so um yeah tried it in the corona and apparently it worked so i'm eager um to see how bad that could be but i'm a, I'm a fan of amaretto so how bad can it be i suppose um p-dubs you've not been well bless your cotton socks no. nice.
2: um but we didn't, we didn't I have fall am.
0: out. That's, that's just why you weren't here. You was ill.
2: Yeah, yeah I was ill. But I'm I'm following Craig's um, drink. I have got a Yorkshire Biscuit Bro. Oh, oh fancy. I like a
1: Biscuit brew. I do like a Biscuit
0: brew. Yeah. I don't think I tried the Biscuit Bro. No, I didn't, actually. I just bought it for everyone else. I thought did you'd
1: did, just... Yeah, you got me the toast and jam. Didn't you? Was it Craig? It was Craig. who got me the toast and jam. Uh, I,
0: I definitely, I definitely got some for someone. Yeah, you got me remember. toast and
1: jam. I couldn't find it.
0: Okay, yeah, I know, I know. I could get yeah. When I started doing biscuit and toast and jam, I could get them. And I know I, I sent them over to someone. But yeah, I. The thing is, like the wife wasn't wasn't having it, and she's the big tea drinker. So, mm. um. Right, I've got cause it's christmas themed uh i thought i'd i'd have a have a proper drink um so i've got a uh a dead man's fingers spiced rum cola uh, it's one of those like pre-mixed uh things but um i bought some drinks when i went to um my geek book club the other night and th- this is what i had left over I had a. Uh, whoa,
3: whoa, whoa, whoa! Well, let's dive in. What? A book club. You went to a book club.
0: I've been mean, going to a book club for about six months. Right. Explain. Let me. Let me explain. So, I was basically forced to go by my wife because I don't do anything it, social. And as Craig knows, I'm not. Well, as everyone pretty much knows, I'm not very social. Who, so, who sent you? The wife. My wife. And thank you. Um, thank you. And um, I, you know it's so bad. I even do it when if I leave Sinead a voice note, I still do it on voice notes. It's awful. Anyway, so uh, Geek Book Club is where we read graphic novels, and we've done some Marvel. We've done some DC. Uh, this month it was Scott Pilgrim, Volume One. Do you,
3: read, do you read them to each other or
0: no? You 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 read them and then you. You, you go you know every two months or so we we meet up a group of us and we sit in a bookshop and we uh, talk about the book that we just read. I mean in Scott Pilgrim's case, I literally had just read it because it took me about 30 minutes. It's a really short book. Um, so I read it the night before but um yeah, and we just because it was Christmas we had uh, Christmas food, we had some peanuts and some Christmas cookies that had been made and uh we ju- and had some booze and it was it was nice. And that's me being
1: social. It's a bit like a podcast in the real world.
0: Exactly. Yeah. And in fact, actually, what was really weird was when I went Who on Friday- Who wants this to
3: be a podcast?
0: Nope. And when I went on Friday, one of the people there said, oh, I just listened to one of your podcasts. And I was like, what? Because I know it will surprise people, but when I, if I ever tell people that I do podcasts, I never tell them where to find them because I don't want them to listen to them. And he found my podcast because of uh, he followed another Instagram account. It was my Disney Life.
3: Oh, that's a good point. I'm going to release those.
0: Of- I'm going to release those for Christmas. Like I've got some spare ones that didn't get put out by the, uh, the the production company I was supposed to do this show with, so they might go on the main feed for Christmas as well. But anyway, so uh, yes, he was listening to some the podcast. So that was really weird. I hate when people do that, but it was he, he was complimentary, so that was good. So, you
3: own that podcast now?
0: Uh, I Yeah, I guess so. Yeah.
3: Why don't you just do it and just interview normal people instead of celebs? Uh,
0: yeah, no, It's just more
3: work to do. Never but, yeah, yeah, but quiet me.
0: I've interviewed you plenty of times. If, if, if anyone wants to hear Craig, you know, what an interview with Craig would be like, subscribe to the Patreon listen to the, the Disneyland Paris episodes that went out recently. That's about as close as an interview as you're going to get. Um. Anyway, so Dead Man Fingers. That's that's quite nice. I've never... Have you, have you ever had Dead Man Finger uh, rum, Mr. D? I know you like a spiced rum.
1: Yeah, I do. But no, I haven't tried it. No. It's on, yeah, my, thought, uh, I'm, it's on my to-do list.
0: The other one I had the other day was a passion fruit. I think it was a passion fruit rum. and lemonade.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: That was quite nice. I mean, it's cream. It
1: yeah.
0: Pre- it's can. Like, It's nice not as good as if you made one yourself but it's it's mm. pleasant enough so yeah all right so yes yeah, so
1: it's good
0: now that's out of the way let's uh, have a look at what's going on in the parks so uh, it's been a couple of weeks but it's it's been leading up to christmas and i've not really seen much news the, is there anything about
3: I've it? Now? Wasn't there a new a new holiday offer put out there? Which is worse than yeah. last year's holiday offer. And I mean if they put one out next year, what what the Disney executives gonna come round and beat you up and then pull your pants down and smack your arse before you book mm-hmm. your holiday?
0: Yeah, I mean it's a very um that's that's a quite UK specific uh discussion, but there are some people in the UK that do listen to us, surprisingly. Um so yeah, and and the thing is Ryan was really uh Who? really Yeah. He was on the other yeah. week. Um he was really holding out for it. He he was really like, you know, does anyone know any news about it? You know, when's it coming out? It's it's today, it's not come out yet. And that then it came out.
3: Jersey chat. That was
0: that was another day. Um, oh. So yeah, so so last week, after teasing it for about a week or so, um, the, the the Disney package for 2023 uh, was released to the public. Uh, the offer is up to four free nights on selected Disney Resort hotels, 14 day for seven day Magic tickets, and 200. Disney at uh, two hundred dollars of Disney spending money uh, on flight inclusive packages per booking.
3: Flight inclusive.
0: Hmm. Now, um. So uh, that that's that that's interesting. So the, the four free nights that seems to be that seems to have been something they've been doing for quite a while now, isn't it?
3: Yeah, maybe uh, four, yeah, might be so. not four
0: nights, but but definitely like you've had f- some free nights, so you might have a fourteen-day trip and you're only technically paying for
2: eleven days. Um, but to quote Kylie, you should be so lucky to get the four nights free. <laughs> well,
0: also as well, the, the thing it, it's like when people t- you know would turn around and say you know uh, Magical Express was free. No, it wasn't. It was just including part of your package. You know, the prices were adjusted accordingly for that kind of stuff. You know, no one yet has been able to prove to me or disprove that when you get one of these magical deals that the price per night hasn't actually gone up a little bit to compensate. Do you know what I mean? Like, I, I'm Always a bit suspect with that. Um, but four free nights, yeah. And again, as you said, P-dubs, you know, selected Disney resort hotels. Yeah, It's never the value ones, is it?
2: No, a couple of them you could get one day free. Wow!
3: <laughs> yeah.
2: Um. Then a couple of the the um medium ones you'd maybe get two. If you were lucky, there was three on the on the deluxe resort, but that was very lucky. Most of them were two two nights free. When you're looking at peak times, I I checked for the summer because I thought oh, that's going to be the time when the deals are going to be less and yeah it was it was ridiculous and it wasn't every hotel it was they were picking and choosing which ones they were doing your your free nights on
0: yeah get 30 minutes free in a hotel <laughs> yeah the duration of your trip. yes um so yeah that's not great i mean the 14 days for seven day ticket isn't that the standard offer anyway
1: yeah you get that every year pretty much
0: i've never i've never seen a disney package that doesn't come with that it's one of the big selling points and then
1: it and then the other thing is people like attraction tickets and kenwood very often they've got ticket deals so we bought our 14 day we bought a combo ticket to be fair but it was a 14 day disney ticket and a 14 day universal ticket and if you bought them both together you got a free Magic Band and fifty dollars per person wow. Disney spending money. So, if this is a family of four and you're getting two hundred dollars, it's like getting fifty dollars a head each. And that was just on the ticket. So, yeah, it's not it's not a super great deal, really.
0: Well, the other thing as well. So, you you just kind of like mentioned that, but the fact is, it's it's two hundred dollars of Disney spending money. Mm-hmm. Uh, per booking, but that's on flight yeah. inclusive packages. Now, yeah, most yeah. people are not going to book their flights with their Disney World package because no, like it's the same with with Disneyland Paris. In fact, B-Dubs, am I right in saying you can't book Eurostar now with Disneyland Paris?
2: No, I don't believe so. I think yeah. they stopped that.
0: But you used to
2: lockdown. Yeah, yeah, you, you used to be able everything.
0: to, and when you did. The price of the Eurostar was normally two or three times more expensive than if you bought the same tickets on the for like for the same day, for the same journey yeah. separately. So you're yeah. never going to get a decent deal on flights booking your package. The, the no, one, you're
1: always going to you're always going to pay more.
0: Yeah, the definitely. one. I mean, the one. The one thing you kind of do get if you do book your flight package, and I'm, I'm I'm sure people do. But the one thing you do get with that that you don't get. Uh, booking it separate is if anything happens during your trip you, you know your plane's been grounded because of weather or you know mm. hurricanes close the parks or you know anything's happened like that anything affected yeah. it's all it's all going to be handled by Disney whilst if you have your flights put separately to your Disney package they're not going to mm. be as accommodating um, for your hotel they might say tough because you haven't booked uh, all together but you know, yeah. that's what travel insurance is for. Um
1: the other thing is you think you gotta watch though, is if or well, the thing that makes it attractive for some people is if they book it as a as a holiday, as a package, then normally you've only got to pay a deposit, which might be a hundred quid. So it's not a huge amount of money on a on a big holiday. And then you don't have to pay the balance until six weeks before you actually leave. Whereas if you book your flight separately, you've normally got to pay for the flights then and then when you book them. Um, so for a family of F4, that's probably at least two, two and a half grand, probably two and a half grand is about the cheapest you're gonna get them these days. Mm. Um, maybe even more if you're gone through the summer holidays. So mm. you've got to leave that up front. So that's one way in which the packages I've got an advantage. And then the other way is what you said, Nick, you know, if there's, if there is a problem and it's been booked as a package, then you've only got to deal with one entity, whether it's Disney or a travel agent or whatever. And they usually, they usually kind of help you sort that stuff out, you know? Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's it's, it's something, you know, for people to bear in mind if they are um, yeah, looking to book and, you know, I guess it depend, depends on your budget as well because you know you, you know if you've got loads of money to spend and you have to worry about stuff then you know maybe booking it all together is uh, is good for those reasons but you know that's the downside you are going to be paying uh, a lot more potentially than you would do booking yeah. it separately um but yeah i mean i mean look we talked before about the state of the world at the moment in general like we're feeling it everywhere the weather here and i'm assuming it it was the same for most people the weather where i live was absolutely awful it's it snowed uh, 8 days ago and we had snow right up until yesterday so we had snow for a solid 7 days and the weather every day here was minus like the the high was like a like minus 1 you know, yeah. it's going down to like minus four, minus five, which is very unusual for this time of year. Very unusual for the country in general to have multiple days like that. I mean, it got cold. And, you know, the the cost of heating your house at the moment is horrendous. You know, we I was trying to be very frugal on, you know, when the heating was on, when the heating was off. It was, you know, because of how much stuff costs. Everything's going up. People haven't got as much money to spend. Disney are, I think, going to be... They're not going to struggle, but they're certainly, I think, going to see a downturn in attendance compared to, uh, you know, especially this year, but also probably last year as well, because of all these different factors. This offer Hmm. doesn't seem, that doesn't scream out to me people are going to, you know, jump through hoops to go. It doesn't seem that appealing to me. I hope so. What, you hope it doesn't? I hope no one goes <laughs> people will still go I'll be a to say walk on
1: the you, yeah i'll be a walk on not not yeah i think i think you're right nick i think i think you know if if numbers drop then the deals will get better that's just how it works isn't it yeah um you know it's a supply and demand we've always we've always kind of said that disney can charge what they can charge because lots of people go and actually there's too many people gone and um you know charging more is a way to control the numbers but uh mm. there you go. I just looked at I just did a sort of quick comparison on one. It was uh September uh, and so I know because we're gone in September so I know roughly what flights are and this was for the All Star music for two weeks with tickets um, and I did it with them with that flight so it looks like the flights are they're not they're not horrendous I think probably about 600 650 quid direct flights out of London or Gatwick which mm-hmm. Is maybe about 70 quid more than if you bought them, 70 quid a flight more than if you bought them separately. So you Mm -hmm. are paying a bit of a premium for booking them as a package. And you get two free nights at the All Stars if you go at that time. I'm I'm guessing if you went during the summer, you might not get quite as much, but Mm. it's two free nights out of 14. So there's a little bit of a benefit there, but yeah, it's not it's not like a deal breaker. I don't think it's not. I don't think it would, uh, it would sway a lot of people.
0: It, it just doesn't seem sufficient. I don't think. And I mean, I, you know, Ryan is, is another one that's been very vocal about the fact that, you know, dining plan is a big deal for him. You know, and it's, it, yeah. he's a bit of a deal breaker than not having the dining plan. And if that was yeah. on the table, that would be a different thing. And also, I mean, think about it, you know, from a financial point of view, if they threw in dining plan, that then becomes a different proposition, because now you're spending, you know, seven, eight, nine, 10 grand to go to Disney World for two weeks, and you've got to pay for food every day you're there. If you have free dining, you know, if you have a sit-down meal, you're going to be paying for tips, but you're going to be you you're going to have to spend less money than if you don't have a dining plan by quite a quite an amount. So. You know, that that would be the obvious thing to draw people in. So, it's interesting. Um, mm-hmm. I wonder how it's going to work out. Um, if you are interested, these deals are available till the 2nd of March. You've got to book by the 2nd of March to get these offers. And obviously, um, as said, you know, deals will go. So, the longer mm-hmm. you you leave it or the time you want to go will depend on what little perk you get. But... uh
1: the interesting thing though is normally um come January that's when you get the deals, you know. But yeah, be interesting to see if there's another if there's another deal to be had.
0: I would come be January. shocked. I would be shocked because it wouldn't be great PR for them to announce this before Christmas and mm-hmm. the fact that you've got to book by the second of March if they're then gonna yeah. replace it with another offer. Yeah. That would be quite well. Mm-hmm. Cool. But but you know flights that's normally when you get better flight deals so whether that has a knock-on effect because the thing is i don't know how they do their prices on um complete trips complete packages with disney so is there just a set mandate with the airlines Th- these are what the prices are there's no movement or will those prices adjust if those airlines reduce their fares in january or Boxing Day, sometimes Boxing Day, isn't it? It's when uh, some of the flights went cheap yeah. last year, so
1: yeah, I think if you book, if you book a package, that's like it. You are booked it. If the flight price changes,
0: Oh, well, no, day, sorry, quantity,
1: no, you know?
0: yeah, no. So what I meant was, if you, so if you didn't book one now, but you booked one even mm-hmm. three weeks time when the airlines were having right. a, a discount, would that discount be yeah. passed on to Disney,
1: or have they got mandated prices? I'm guessing the latter. Mm. But don't know for sure. No. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, I mean, still no word on the Daneman plan coming back. No. Um, but I mean, they're still literally, they're still they've almost opened the restaurants, I think, but there's still bits and pieces you know, going on. Like they've they've just I think they've just announced that characters, the full range characters are coming back to Cinderella's royal table, you know? Well. Wow. I mean, they're not they're not hundred percent there yet, but they're almost a hundred percent there, I think. I know Victorian Albert's open recently, I think Flying Fish dead or is about to or something, I'm not quite sure, but um Yeah. Hmm. But yeah, I don't know. Be nice if free Dining came back, but as we said before, they've actually got a number of different promotional mechanics they could leverage. I mean, clearly that you know they've done they done a bunch of things here. They've done free nights. They've done Disney spending money. They've done um, seven nights for the price, or fourteen nights for the price of seven, but. They've done free magic bands before. I know they've got the option of giving you free Genie Plus. Uh, or free uh Disney Plus, even. yeah. You know.
0: But even so, the, even spending money last year's on the last year's deal was better, wasn't it? Wasn't mm-hmm. it like twenty five dollars per person per night or something?
1: Yeah, I'm not sure. I think we're I a dining uh, credit.
3: We're getting about eleven hundred pounds, I think, off the top of my head. Um, was I that a dining Coff-
1: credit, Craig?
3: Yeah, yeah. yeah and then we get two hundred dollar yeah. gift card as well. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, I, Coffin Karen's getting double that because he booked two rooms. So, yeah, disappointing.
0: But uh, on a separate note, I did say that, and I'm assuming it's somebody who works for Disney. Uh, did some, took some photos of the inside of the launch area for Tron. Oh. So I mean it looked very, very complete from those photos. Um yeah.
1: I think they had the train with the train running through underneath Tron, I think. You've been testing that out. Mm. So they must be, you know, they must be there or thereabouts. I like think the signage has gone up.
0: I don't understand why they're not announcing it. I, I'm assuming that because they've not announced it now, still, they're probably waiting for Splash Mountain to close. But you'd have thought mm, that they'd have, be, an, yeah. as a kind of sweetener to those people that are, you know, upset mm-hmm. that it's closing, that this will be opening as its replacement. Do you know what I mean?
1: What do you mean? It'll, they'll announce it when it closes, or that will actually open when? Well, Well, I don't.
0: So originally, I thought that's what they'd do. Like Splash Mountain would close, and then within a few days, Tron would be open, Mm -hmm. or at least in. Um, they they don't really do rehearsal, do they? In Disney, soft opening. Um, yeah, soft opening. But but the fact that they haven't announced it now means that I think they'll probably wait for Splash Mountain to actually close before they announce the opening date for Tron. Just don't know what
3: a hold up is. Yeah. We're looking good. Waiting for Universal to announce a new uh, diner. <laughs> <day also. laughs> new pasty. Steal their thunder. Uh, was there any
1: it's other really parts I got oh sorry. Mr. I got the uh, sorry, I was just gonna say I got the I got the survey that mm. anyway listens to Disney Dish last week um from Universal about different properties and Ooh, it, it went that in was depth. the most
2: ridiculous survey I have ever seen
1: oh yeah well it, it went in depth on Princess braid so it actually, went in I depth actually, on the
2: office for my
1: oh ah, well okay it must it must depend on the answers you give up front because it, it goes through a whole range of different options including as Peter has mentioned the office Princess braid You've got, I mean, it's a fairly familiar ones, I think, like um, ET and Back to the Future and stuff like that. But there were a couple of really kind of wacky ones, and and then depending on how you answer, then it obviously focuses in on one, and it basically wants you to be an imagineer. It asks you, you know, what attractions can you imagine? What food can you imagine? What would you know? Where would what would the land look like and stuff like that? And you're supposed to. You're supposed to tell them all this. It's quite interesting, really. Um, I don't but, understand yeah, the Princess Bride, though. I IPs.
0: don't understand the Princess Bride. The Princess Bride is a Disney property no. now.
1: Yeah, I know. It's on uh, Disney Plus, is I'm not going for that.
0: 20th Century Fox. Funny enough, actually, yeah. I, I got bought for an early Christmas present. I bought got bought a anniversary edition of the Princess Bride book. Yeah. I've, never, I've never read the book. I've only ever seen the film. Mm-hmm. I know there are mm-hmm. some differences, but I also know that the author of the book was the screenwriter of the film as well. So um, right. I haven't had a chance to read it yet, but I'll, I will. My wife listens to this. I will read the book. I was very appreciative of it. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, yeah it's, it's weird, especially as I know that there's there was internal musings before, weren't there, that Universal need to focus on their own Properties mm-hmm. and not IPs, like sorry, yep. not other people's IPs because obviously licensing and right. all other yep. issues that come with it. So, mm-hmm. hmm.
1: yeah, just word. But there yeah. you
0: go. Um, was there any other news from the parks?
1: Um,
2: I, I've got some one lad. Uh, there, um, so after what we were talking about at the the top of the show. Um, Festival of the Arts is just around the corner. Jesus <laughs> Christ.
0: It's uh, <laughs> that time of year
2: again. <laughs> yeah. It is. Or, or abbreviated um, to
1: farts, by
2: the way. Yep, definitely. Um, well, some of this may give you the farts. Um, mm-hmm. We have got the list of the booths for this year's um, uh, Festival of the Arts. Um, so starting at American Adventure, we've got the Artists' table. Treat your senses to artistically elevated comfort foods like meatloaf, dumplings, hummingbird cake, and more. Pair your dish with a beer or a glass of wine. Okay. <laughs> some, the, only thing, some... <laughs> the
0: only thing they should be serving at the Festival of the Arts, or as it's going to be coined from now on, the farts, is absinthe, surely. That's the artist's favourite drink.
2: <laughs> yeah, I'm sure there might be some somewhere as we, as we go round. Mm. Um, we've got the Craftsman's Courtyard and their Disney traders enjoy carefully crafted classics like beef wellington and roasted mussels, as well as a flavorful beer or cocktail. Roasted
0: mussels? <laughs> yes. When you hear people, when, when you speak to people and you say like, oh no, what's your favourite gourmet food? I, I don't think anyone ever says that. No.
1: <laughs> well, They're I had not. Um, food and wine. I had buffalo sprouts.
0: Buffalo sprouts,
1: so, buffalo sprouts, and and I gotta say, <laughs> they were really good. They were really hot though. Bloody hell, buffalo, melt your head.
0: yeah, buffalo but, can be quite kicky. Yeah,
1: and this was like this was proper.
0: Yeah, I know. Um, I know that my wife was looking at a recipe today for Christmas, and it was, mm. um, blackened. I think it was blackened Brussels sprouts with marmite butter.
1: Oh, I saw one for Marmite roast potatoes. That looked
0: good. Oh, actually, I make ro- I might I make Marmite roast potatoes all the time. Best roast potatoes. Yeah, Marmite nice.
1: roast potatoes. Mm. Best. Come, roast to your, potatoes. come to your house. Come mm-hmm.
0: yeah. to your house. your house at Christmas. Yeah. Yeah, you made them as well, Craig. Didn't yeah, you?
1: Knock on the door.
3: Yeah, yeah. I've got some Australian stuff off the uh, the Aussies, haven't I? Yes. Benjamin. Yeah. Vegemite. And I've got a Vegemite recipe book off them as well. So, it's made out can-
1: it of kangaroo dung, isn't it?
3: Pretty uh, sure, so. I think it is, yeah. Yeah, I think so. I'm going to get stuck right into it, though. I love
0: it. Yeah. Mm. Shout out to to Lewis and Kat. They sent us a little care package as well, which included a um, some some vegan chocolate, which I haven't actually tucked into yet, because the first thing I tucked into was a Kit Kat, a large bar of Kit Kat. Um, but uh, there was a bluey Christmas decoration which went straight on the tree. My son was very impressed with that. And a bluey family planner. And uh, some little bluey cookies for the kids as well. So it was a, a delightful surprise, which uh, the state of uh, our postal service at the moment, was uh, I, I was amazed to have got this year. So, uh, yes, thank you, Lewis and Kat, for sending that. It was very shows you
3: how know, wonderfully dedicated our uh, post office workers are space sure. Yeah, what's going on?
0: They're better than our, our every drivers, that's that's for sure. Um, okay, Paul, what what, what other uh, <laughs> treats have you found?
2: <laughs> Next, near the port of entry, we've got Deco Delights. Satisfy your sweet tooth with sleek desserts inspired by Art Deco, from the gilded glamour of the roaring 20s to the bright pastels of Miami Beach. Who mm.
1: makes mm. a shit up?
2: I mean, <laughs> it's like, so I'd love to know who genuine. gets this job. Yeah, yeah. Um, then we've got another favourite near port of entry: the deconstructed dish. Rediscover your favourite dishes, fragmented and presented in a playful way, like a BLT, French onion soup, and key lime pie. Uh, that's been there for a while. But basically, it just means they don't have to put it together.
0: It's they just say, stick it on a, a plate
2: a... in separate bits.
0: Yeah, it's gonna be. A, it's gonna be like. A couple of rashers of bacon, a slice of tomato, and a, like, a wedge of lettuce, yep. isn't it?
2: Yeah, so there that's you go. basically Delicious. what it is. I have, yeah. se- I have seen it before. Um, then I'm going to murder something from Mexico. Uh, El Ooh. Artista Hambriento. A fiesta of flavours awaits. Delight in classic Mexican fare. From savoury carne asada to creamy coconut flan.
0: Well, I, mean, um, I think you murdered the word flan. Yes.
1: Flan, flan.
0: <laughs> hell. I wasn't expecting that.
1: <laughs> well, uh, he's being artistic, isn't he? He's being all arty farty. Flan. That is, yeah, that is, yeah. True.
0: that is true.
2: And then from being arty farty to uh, being as simple as possible, uh, a new one uh, Odyssey Art uh, Figments Inspiration Station. um, mm. Food and little sparks of magic. Sweets Ooh. in your day with colorful treats like fruit pizza. Rainbow cake and popped art—a sugar cookie with a fun twist. You'll also find a variety of beers and hard ciders.
0: Just, just like Figment would want. Well, I'm going to say, it, <laughs> I'm going to say it loud. I'm going to say it clear. Right? Sweet pizzas are absolute bullshit. Right? I've, I've had a few of these, and there's a, there's a new place that's opened up nearby to me where you know one of their signature items is a Nutella pizza. They're the, just the shit. They're awful. They're they're yeah, they're, no. they're not nice. They're not nice at all. I don't understand. Like, just leave it. Just leave it savory, right? You don't need to whack ice cream on it, or that's what waffles are for, for fuck's sake. Like, it doesn't. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I'm with you. Sorry. If you want to, if you want to, if you want a tip for uh, bird's eye potato waffles or a generic brand of potato waffles, you can actually cook them in a toaster. Yeah, there you go.
3: Simple. All the fat runs down the bottom, though, no and catches fire eventually. Jesus, what are yours
0: smuggling lard? Don't answer that. No. Northern, Northern waffles. waffles. Yeah, of course. Um, with, a, with a gravy dip. Um, he does. Was there, was there any other... Uh,
2: yeah. We've got uh, one in Japan, Goshiki, celebrate the Japanese culinary arts with delectable dishes featuring the five colours of Japanese cuisine. Highlights include sushi donuts, defuku moshi and sake. Easy for uh, hang like, hang well, on, yeah. on.
0: Hang on. Hang on. Hang on. Hang on. Hang <laughs> on. Just go back to that description. Okay. Did you say Godzuki? God, um, did you say <laughs> the five colours? Yeah. What what colours do the Japanese cook in? I don't know. Right. That's what I mean.
2: Yeah. They White rice, brown out, katsu curry
0: sauce, grey too. Yeah,
2: honestly, <laughs> what what the
0: hell? what? What the hell was Arby's green? I'll give them that. Yeah. Why colours?
3: Weird thing
0: to
2: Any say. Any
3: Japanese listeners out there, get in touch. I'm sure they cook in more than five colours.
2: Yeah, I'm sure they do as well. Um, then we're heading to Canada for gourmet oh, landscapes.
0: Canada.
2: Save <laughs> so stunning dishes artfully composed with the finest ingredients that have been farmed and foraged from the land. Enjoy wild mushroom risotto, beef tartar, and more. So they couldn't what? even be bothered to finish that one. I was going to say,
0: what's more? Is that is that some Canadian dish that i have not, not aware of?
2: <laughs> it's more. More. I'd like yeah, some more, um, please. Uh, then we're heading to France. Flotte de la cuisine Francaise. Um, discover delicious French treats and baked goods from savoury to sweet, including a black winter truffle croissant and warm brie in a bread bowl. Pair your dish with a French wine or a frozen martini. Hmm. Okay. Um. Uh,
3: uh, What, Craig? I was going to say, if you let all this, you shit
2: stink. (laughs) (laughs) And that's why it's called. Why it's called (laughs) farts. So then we're heading to Italy for Lot de (laughs) Mangier. This this is getting ridiculous now with some of these word names. Uh, now it's indulge- getting ridiculous, okay. Yeah. Indulge Glad you in picked this cuisine. segment. <laughs> Indulging Baroque cuisine prepared with rich colour and dramatic flavour, this food studio serves up fried mozzarella, ravioli, and again, that that lost dish of more. It <laughs>
3: can't
0: that, be the
2: national dish of like two
3: countries.
2: T- <laughs> well, well, it's actually three, if you want to say it's the national <laughs> dish of Test Track. Um, because the next one is my modern <laughs> near test track. Embark on culinary journey with avant-garde menu items, including compressed watermelon. Fuck off! Uh, <laughs> soft shell crab and more. Mm. Hey, wh- what Did is it?
3: They well, they've got they've got that of Canada. Compressed.
1: Yeah, but any, any food near test track is to give you the skids. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> I'd watch
3: what? it. I'd
1: compressed.
0: Compressed watermelon. Compressed watermelon. That's just watermelon juice, isn't it? Yeah. Well, what else could be? Squeeze watermelon. Can you? How was that? How was that? Well, not restaurant. How was that food stand spelled?
2: M O D E R N E.
0: Oh.
2: (laughs) So not modern. Modern.
0: Oh no no no! I wasn't. Sorry, right. I wasn't questioning your pronunciation. I was more questioning how they were trying to spell modern sound fancy. It wasn't <laughs> quite I thought it might have been a year in there, so it wasn't quite as bad as I was expecting, but still that is that is nah, nah.
2: Oh. <laughs> oh this is gonna be another killer. Uh, the painted panda in China. <laughs> <laughs> Enjoy decorative cuisine inspired by magnificent Chinese art. Like in General six So's colors, chicken, <laughs> in like General So's chicken sumai, well, hang or on. a chai right, right. pork bun,
0: right? General Sao, that's not even Chinese. Oh, I mean, right, okay, it, it obviously is Chinese, but it's American Chinese. That is not a Chinese yeah. dish.
1: Jesus, so that's been that... in the name dragons since Bloomin' Confucius was a lad. <laughs> Why? Why is that a new thing? <laughs> Yeah. Anyway, uh,
2: plus plus you can sip bubble tea, Chinese-inspired cocktails, and other refreshing beverages. <laughs> uh, and our, our favourite ones back uh, in Germany, Pastoral Palette. Help yourself to hearty dishes inspired by the rustic settings where Bavarian folk art was painted. Indulge in wild boar cassoulet, a red wine braised beef short rib, and more.
3: Fucking more. I th-
0: there's a lot. There's a lot more. More,
3: more, more. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll um, I? I
0: um,
3: think I need a banana. Said no one ever.
2: Uh, then we're back to Port of Entry again uh, for pop eats, Delight in mouth-watering masterpieces. Who's that with far- checkers, please,
3: pop. <laughs> Oh okay. Mart- uh, mouth
2: mouth watering masterpiece is inspired by by the most captivating pop art of the 20th century. Uh yeah, pop art that includes tomato soup with grilled cheese, as well as a colourful almond fragile pancake.
0: I mean look, I would I would eat both of those, but that's not the point. I still think the whole yeah. thing's ludicrous.
2: <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um then we head to Morocco to the tangerine cafe, flavours of Medina. Take your taste buds on a Moroccan adventure as you enjoy delectable dishes like grilled kebabs, almond filo pockets, and
1: more. Pair your dish with hard cider, mm-hmm. or, ch- mm-hmm. or the chai tea. The same was, is that the same mall that was at the other place? I'm, I'm guessing Twist. So. Sponsored a, by Oliver Twist. It's the same I mall. Mean, that's been up six original. It's just like, yeah, <laughs> I mean, I, it's just like on the menu. I've more. been
0: to—I've been to Morocco, like. I've been to actual Morocco, not Epcot Morocco. And do you know what I didn't T-shirt. see anywhere being served? More?
3: Kebab. Oh, yeah.
0: Yeah, falafel? Yes. Kebab?
3: No. This whole segment's been falafel.
2: <laughs> well, we're on the last one. Just oh, saying so right.
1: with...
2: uh, oh, find... <laughs> Rabonte and Vavido in Canto Cocina between Morocco and France. Feasts on authentic Colombian cuisine, inspired by the Disney animated film Encanto. Like spicy, how'd you Back to Charlie. <laughs> or a house-made with chorizo. Mm-hmm.
3: Good, breaking bad comes to Disney.
0: Shouldn't that be, Shouldn't that have been located in between Mexico
3: and America? As yeah. Well. Um, well. Donald Trump's getting sent down. Oh, where have you been?
0: I was watching that live about three hours ago. Um I mean like with all the food festivals, there does sound to be there does sound like some good stuff.
3: Um Oh, I'd love to go. I genuinely I'd love to go.
0: Love to love to try them all. Seems we yeah. that popular is about more, six more, places.
3: More. But uh yeah. yeah. Well you just okay. just stick a little flag for each more which moor is this this is the canadian moor flag in
0: uh, in about two months more
1: as well I wonder if they got frozen yeah. more as well as regular more. yeah extra large more.
0: it's all right in two months time we'll be doing this again with the uh, the next festival well, what flower guard yeah. might it be next Pdubs?
2: yeah
3: yeah we'll probably get that that's there, when then. the great we get united kingdom more. that'll just be a taid with a, <laughs> a union jack in it Picture of uh, Liz Americans will be laughing it off. Yeah, pasty. <laughs> Shit, pasty. <laughs> Any of those in this country.
0: Pasties and more. <laughs> uh, right, let's, uh, let's go have a quick look at what's going on outside the parts before we finish this episode. Would you believe it? Yes, it is Patreon time. What is Patreon time? I hear you ask well patreon is an online platform which allows you to support your favorite content creators and interact with them if you so wish in return for your support you get access to exclusive content that is not available anywhere else and you also get early access to all our podcast episodes So what are you waiting for? Why would you not want to be a Patreon? I don't know. To me, it's excellent value for money. Um, I would say that, of course, because, you know, I'm trying to sell this to you. But honestly, we've got years of content that's exclusively available. It makes a perfect Christmas gift, or if you're listening to this after Christmas, a perfect gift for someone you know. We'd like to use this time to not only talk about patreon but also shout out to those people that help support the podcast that you are listening to so here we go we've got tim and ryan joseph hayley lee chris mel daniel paul sandy crystal nikki dan Kevin, Dave, Tom, David, Elliot, Breaking Dad, Rob, Todd, Jane and Steve, and Stephen. Thank you to all of our patrons. it really means so much to have your support. And if you now want to join the Patreon and hear your name in a future advert then you just need to join up to our Patreon page. Just go to patreon.com forward slash that podcast and you can find us there and sign up. So, what are you waiting for? Well, I told you, didn't I? I bloody told you. 23rd of December. (laughs) No, 23rd of December, strange world. Hits Disney Plus,
1: you know, you know I'm least
0: my,
3: yeah,
0: I'm Oh, you should be like, you, you said, said it was good. As I said in the last episode, like, I really, really enjoyed it. I'm really looking forward to seeing it again. Um, I'm just disappointed that Disney just you know dumped it with no advertising, with no merchant. I mean, the merchandise has been just non existent. I think if you go and shop Disney in the UK, there's like a pin badge, a cuddly toy, I think maybe a kid's t-shirt, that's it. Like, it's, it's lamp. Just, just just, awful. Um, no press, no publicity. That's an old
1: generation, that was an old generational joke, that one.
0: <laughs> Say again?
1: Well, you said like a cuddly toy, and that's oh, a That's right, <laughs> a, a generation game yeah, joke, yeah, that like, one. Yeah. So yeah. I don't only about good. 1% of the listening audience will... Uh, We'll know what the hell I'm talking about.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I don't think I ever made it across the Atlantic. Um so look, Atlantic I, I'm excited. Gone. I'm excited. I never watched *Lady Grayson's Spel- videos. I'm I'm not old enough for that. Um so look, I'm excited uh, that it will now get a, a bigger audience or certainly get pushed to a bigger audience. It's obviously gonna be Disney's big Disney Plus release uh on the service for Christmas. Uh so that's good. If you notice, the films are getting earlier and earlier. So, uh, you know, the first year, Christmas Day was when Soul came out. Uh, last year, Encanto came out Christmas Eve. This year, 23rd of December for Strange World. So uh, I guess because it's a Friday, that's why they're doing it. But even so, I thought that was quite funny. Um, but, yeah, I, I hope it now gets the attention it deserves, and I hope people watch it and enjoy it as much as I did. Yeah. Um, um, you know, unless you're one of these people that thinks Disney's trying to turn your kids gay by having a gay character in their films, in which case you're not going to like it. But never mind. Um, so that's good. Uh, has anyone been watching any of the stuff that's been on Disney Plus recently? Because there's been a lot of new content.
1: Yeah, I've been watching. Been watching the Santa Clauses. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Mm. I think we watched.
3: Two episodes up to now,
1: maybe. Yeah, I think I've watched
3: two and a half. Straight finished set. Oh, is it
1: finished now? Yep. Yeah, and it's
2: been renewed for season two. Yeah, no. I saw that. Yeah. Yeah. Charlie so... doesn't look
3: like Charlie,
2: does he? No. Oh, you wait until later on. <laughs> oh, oh. oh no. <laughs> Spoiler.
0: So um my my wife and daughter watched the three films. The other week in preparation, I've already done it twice. This episode I need to do it a third time. Um, they watched the free films. Say the third
3: time she'll appear in be in the behind you and kill you.
0: Well, even more reason not to. Then I've got another podcast to be called after this. Um, so they watched the free films, enjoyed them as much as you can do with those films, and I've been watching the series, which I think my wife got a bit more bored of than my daughter did, but they both watched it and and, and you know quite enjoyed it. Um. Yeah, I mean it is what it is. I think what what was most surprising to me is the fact that uh, Elizabeth Mitchell just hasn't aged. Is that, that her? Is Mrs. That... Claus? Yeah, is that her name? P. Dubs, your you know actors. Beautiful. Oh, She's go <laughs> she just Mrs. Claus. Yes, Mrs. hasn't got a first
3: name.
0: Well, she wasn't. Yeah, but she wasn't Mrs. Claus, was she? She became Mrs. Claus by marrying Tim Allen. Right, right, but, then... um,
3: but yeah, mm. I mean. It's...
0: It seemed seemed pretty good. But the the problem I've got with Disney Plus is there's so much stuff that they've dumped all at once. So the Santa Claus uh, uh, has been out weekly. That's just finished. Uh, Andor's only just recently finished. I've not even started that yet. And then we've had... uh, That's the thing. It's not that I don't want to. I just haven't started. Um, But then Willow started. And now this week, uh, or... Last week now saw the first two episodes of. um Just forgot the name of it. Jesus. National no, Treasure. National Treasure. All, all I could think yeah. of was Book of Secrets, which was one of the subtitles. It was in the film. Mm-hmm. Yeah, National no, we'll Treasure. the
3: same one. Yeah. Is the Abbey Road thing out yet? No. That's due out any day as well, which looks brilliant.
0: Right. Okay. That's uh, by Mary McCartney.
3: Mary McCartney's hosting it. Yeah. The, uh...
0: Well, she's not hosting it. She made it. She directed but, it. Yeah,
3: but she's also the host.
0: Okay. Okay. Um, but yeah, I'm just I'm just finding that they just I just feel they're dumping all this stuff out at once, rather than mm. kind of like spread it out a little bit.
1: Yeah,
0: it's it's all kind of come at once, isn't it? It's just, I just I just don't have enough time to watch it all.
3: Mm.
0: I mean, He's people complain the this. Head. Well, people people complain that there's not enough stuff on disney i disagree i think if anything they're getting too much i mean they can go you can go with netflix for months without anything new worth watching and disney is just dumping all this stuff out and i'm not saying all of it's going to be great stuff but i do want to see willow i do want to see Andor. i've never seen the national treasure film but you know my wife likes them she's she says they're Belgium. good God. There's yeah, it. Films I, are good. yeah I've, I've not again just never got around to seeing them. Um, but so yeah. and and there's gonna be more stuff coming out early next year as well. Like, when are you gonna watch all this stuff? It's
3: it's nuts. No, oh, no, it's, it's precious. Just, just just watch it when you can. Like, mm. we, uh, me and Harry watched um the Muppet Christmas Carol last night with the new segment in or the old oh, yeah. segment. Yeah, yeah, it sort of sticks out like a sore thumb, but. It was familiar to me, so I must have seen it on video back in the day. Yeah, probably. Yeah, but it was—it's what it just stands up, doesn't it? That film just belfy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, okay. awesome. So I would—I <laughs> yeah. would imagine as well. Um, there must be about twenty-eight versions of of that story on Disney Plus. Uh was it, Carol? Yeah, I can yeah. think of at least two. Yeah, there's loads. But
1: yeah.
0: yeah. That wouldn't surprise me if there was. Um mm-hmm. so the last thing I wanted to to just mention because it is obviously the the big kind of uh talking point for Disney at the moment is uh Avatar Two, Way of Water came out uh last mm-hmm. week. I took the day off work to go and see it because that's how long the film is. You need to take an entire day out. You think I'm joking. I went out at... I left my house at quarter to 11 to go and watch the film and I came back about half past four.
1: Ridiculous.
0: Long... I mean, that's because I walked, but still. Um, Long film. That take Mr. D about two
1: months. Oh, I'd have to watch it. It's a mini series for me.
3: Yeah.
1: (laughs) Yeah. It may as well be. Um, yeah.
0: I, did, I haven't put it out yet. I mean, it will be live by the time you hear this content, but um, I have recorded uh, a little review of it for my other podcast, Walking Movies, if you want to go and listen to that. Um, I went and saw it in IMAX 3D. I went all out, paid the extra money to go and see it. Um, I mean, visually, again, like the first Avatar, it is breathtakingly stunning you know the 3d is incredible like when you see and i just re-watched i know you're rewatching watching avatar now mr d but i re-watched avatar mm-hmm. the first one about uh about two weeks ago and we watched it in 3d because we've got the tv and mm-hmm. when you're watching that you you realize why there was so much hype around it like every 3d film yeah. you watch on that tv looks nowhere near as good Effects-wise, yeah. as, as that does, it still holds up 13 years yeah. on. The problem with thought... even in
1: 2D looks looks really good. And our oh yeah our TV is quite an old TV, so it's not even full HD, but it still oh, wow. looks really good. Mm. Yeah, and it's got a cathode ray tube. No, not... <laughs> again, only one percent of the people watching. It's going to get modernized.
0: that. The remote control is uh, hardwired to the TV.
1: Cathode ray tube. Yep.
0: Um. The problem I was I found... googling
1: the shit out of this episode to tell
0: you. <laughs> we'll just put links in it's the show notes. It's
1: educational.
0: Uh, the uh, my, my problem with with this Avatar is um, that it, it, graphically it it doesn't really. It's not the evolution that Avatar was like when you saw Avatar, it was quite unlike anything you'd seen. With this, mm. it, it feels very much like Avatar two, and yeah. the, the technological leap isn't isn't there um yeah. and some of it did look and i don't know if that's because of it being in a higher frame rate or whatever but it did look a little bit like a video game at times i i found um but it was still good but the reason i wanted to bring it up not because i wanted to talk about it and my views on it because that's what the other podcast is for but is because um it opened up at the american box office this weekend to 134 million dollars which is below the estimate.
3: Hmm. Now, I think it's what, nuts
0: that I'm what, talking about. What was
3: about... the estimate? What was
0: it? I'll get to that. So, oh, okay. So, because I, mean, I mean, the thing is, you you hear like 134 million. I mean, most films would be glad to get that. And the first Avatar opened to $77 million. So it's actually. Yeah, that was
1: when? That was a long time uh, ago.
0: 2009, that was. Um,
3: is that is that done for inflation and all that
0: uh, i don't know but the thing is, but regardless of that anyway even if it's not been adjusted for inflation is that the first when, when avatar first came out it was a slow burn like it was one of those films that week by week seemed to get a bit more popular and hold its yeah. audience so the reason why avatar became so big wasn't because it had this massive opening weekend because i mean if you look at films like uh spider-man last year that was 192 million dollars or something on top of my head that had a big drop off the weekend after because you know there's initial rush to go and see the film and then you know people to see it in week two week three week four the people that weren't desperate to see it first you know so that's what avatar was like avatar had a lot of repeat business like people were seeing avatar two three four five times uh, at the cinema because it was such a big event thing, and the fact that there was nothing else out to see at the time, um, which is what I think they're banking on here. Um, so, it's—I mean, it's—it's still—it's still good, but they were expecting about 150 million plus. Um, during I'm
3: sure, I I—I I heard on another show. I think it was Jim Ilster, the talk, and you've got to make two billion just to. Do to consider it a profit or break even
0: according to james cameron it needs to do two billion dollars to to break even now
3: how many films in history have done two billion
0: well (laughs) james cameron's last two films
3: yeah that's what i mean how many films in the world history of films uh four or three four so he's setting himself up for a big fall here isn't he uh Avengers:
0: Endgame was number one, but I think it's now been knocked down to number two again because of the Avatar re-release. Uh, so Avatar, uh, Titanic, and uh, Star Wars: The Force Awakens, I think, mm-hmm. was also over yeah. two billion dollars. So, yeah, uh, but but I mean, the thing is, it, it overall uh, it, it's going to do two billion. But you know, as I said, Avatar, it took a long time. It, you know, it was. Number one for for months, you know. I think until I think it, it opened in the December, and I think it was only when Alice in Wonderland opened in the end of March, two thousand and ten, that was the first big film to come out and and give it a run for its money. You know, it had a huge huge kind of run without that. Um, it, Avatar in the US, I think made about seven hundred million dollars. So the box office was it was a global. It wasn't just led by the US. Um, obviously that's where a lot of the money came from uh opening it across the globe it made 435 million dollars so that's the second biggest start of the of the year uh just behind dots of strange with 442. um and they were expecting about 500 million so it is short there as well um but China where it obviously Uh, did pretty well. The first avatar did really well out there. They're they're locked down at the moment. A lot of China's locked down again because of COVID. So uh, it didn't make that much money there. Um, Hmm. So it's going to be interesting. I mean, we were talking about this before it came out. Uh, Craig, you were uh, adamant it was going to, not flop, but it was obviously not going to be as successful as the first film. I think the three-hour, ten-minute runtime is also going to really affect it.
1: Yeah, I think so. It's, it's about half who's an maybe hour. Challenge isn't going to be able to sit through it. I'd, I'd just, be scared to, to go take... and see it twice.
3: Yeah. yeah, I'd be scared to take a drink into that. Yeah, I'm just yeah.
0: I'm I mean, it's already it's already the thirteenth <laughs> biggest film of the year. It's yeah, fair play that, to
1: him. You know? You know. <laughs> but, plus, plus, I don't think they got the title right. I think if they'd gone for, as I suggested to James, I said, James, you needs to be Avatar 2, Electric Blue Boogaloo. Yeah. And he didn't go with that. So,
0: I actually, uh, on my, I mean, you wouldn't have heard this yet and you wouldn't have heard it anyway, because why would you listen to my other crappy podcast? But uh, I referred, to, or I said I would have called it uh, Avatar 2, Electric Waterloo. Um, but we obviously yeah, went yeah, for the, the same the same gag, you know it's both have were, hour, yeah. have a you
3: know, different opener. Yeah, different versions of it.
0: Um yeah. but I but I do think I mean this is half an hour longer than Avatar was. And they did release I don't know if people remember, but they did re-release Avatar uh about a year after it had come out in a director's cut, which added about twenty minutes, I think, or twenty five minutes to the film. Um
1: well you saw, know what they should have called that one then, don't you? should have called that avatar and more should have guaranteed
0: missed missed opportunity um so it's going to be interesting i think
1: yeah
0: at at the end of any any film re-release why not
1: anything yeah Yeah. or or food festival
0: Uh, so it's going to be interesting i think i think we're going to be i think we're going to be talking about this for a while um because again you know other film studios are running scared of Avatar um because of how successful the first one was. there's no big films coming out uh until uh well until Mania in f- February. So yeah. it's got a bit of a an open run. So it's gonna be, you know, the only film that's done what the first Avatar's done recently has been Top Gun. You no, know, Top Gun Maverick was yeah. in the top ten for about five months in total. Like it was nuts. People were just going back to see that film. I went to see it multiple that's, times. It's on the um, Paramount Plus this week. Yeah, but you are the you are literally the last person in the world to watch it. So mm. everyone else has watched it. I still have watched Top Gun to be fair, but the first one, but the original? Yeah, I only watched it the night before went to see Top Gun Maverick, and
3: I I, I don't. I think haven't even looked if that's on Paramount Plus to be honest. The no, it will
0: Man. it will be because. It's it's their film series, um, but yeah. So it'll be it'll be interesting to see what happens. But it, it's it's funny because I mean, 134 million opening weekend. You know, nearly any film would be, you know, jumping from the the rooftops with that result. But yeah, it seems. A How bit much did it cost time.
1: to make
0: them? It's it's unclear, and, and the other thing as well when James Cameron said about the two billion to break even. He filmed this back-to-back with Avatar 3, and he filmed some stuff for Avatar 4. Mm. Now, Avatar 4 apparently hasn't been greenlit yet. Avatar 3 has been greenlit. That is now in post-production. So that is going to be happening come what may. So I think when he says $2 billion, I I would assume that covers the cost of of 2 and 3. Right. Personally, mm-hmm. but I, I don't know. They've not released uh, how much it costs. But I mean, the fact that, uh, you know, it, it's taken so long to be made, you know, this is 13 years after the yeah. first one, you know, it's, you yeah. know, it would have cost a lot to make, uh, you know, fair play. But no, yeah. mm-hmm. yes. Um, mm. I think that's it. I think that's all we've got to talk about on this show. So. Okay. Oh, I can see you box office his was saying our oh, Qatar World Cup. I don't think many Americans were, were were sat at home rather than watching Avatar because the World Cup was on yesterday. No, I don't you so. no? Um, but yeah, um, so thank you everybody uh for for being on. Thank you, dear listener, for listening to this episode. Uh hope you've enjoyed it, and we will be back in January with some more that Disney Parks podcast so uh happy new year
1: yeah happy new year
3: This podcast is a That production and part of the After Dark Podcast Network.